Hello and welcome to Sketch in Review. This week, SNL Season 47, Episode 2, Kim Kardashian West and Halsey. So, uh, Connor, how you been? Good, uh, you know, a week's a week. Week's a week, of course. Uh, let's just jump right in, right? Cold open. Sure. Uh, so this cold open, we get the uh, Senate hearing on the Facebook whistleblower. Uh, did you happen to catch any of the actual Senate hearing? I did not. And I, I, uh, yeah, no, I, I was thinking of the other Senate hearing the whole time, but uh, I didn't know there was actually another Senate hearing. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I didn't catch it either, but uh, back when I was uh, working for United, uh, I used to get bored so often that I would just watch C-SPAN during like the workday because there was always something happening. Hmm. Uh, and let me just say that every single one of those hearings went exactly like this sketch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, I can tell. They did a they did a real good job of uh, of, and this seems to be the what's going to be the the vibe of uh, all of their politics sketches. Uh, uh, we're old people. Everybody in <laughs> everybody in Congress is. Really old. Mm-hmm. Super old. My favorite is the classic joke is anytime that there's a tech hearing on Congress, uh, it's always, I have a question. Why hasn't my grandson friended me on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> Which is the vibe of almost everyone's uh, questions in the sketch also. Yeah, pretty much. It was a good time. The, the, the bits were, they were solid. The... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, there's not much to say outside of uh, outside of the fact that uh, it was it was a good cold open. I again can't recognize the political figures very well, but uh, they do a good job of uh, communicating I jokes without you needing to get all of the information, uh, which is uh, something I'll have notes on later in the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I really liked. Uh, Aidy Bryan, of course, crushes it as Ted Cruz. Mm, yeah. Uh, and like you said last time, sleazy politician, you know? <laughs> every, every time. Aidy Bryan will be a sleazy politician every time. Uh, Cecily Strong will move between batshit crazy political woman and old out-of-touch grandma. <laughs> yep. Uh, my favorite was Chris Red being, uh, Cory Booker. My one, yep. my one note on that is that he didn't mention that he grew up in Newark, <laughs> which is all Cory Booker has ever talked about. <laughs> is he a New Jersey guy? Uh-huh. He was representative from New Jersey. I voted yeah. for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And the Animorphs uh, picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this the Stuart Little Chow? Very good. Very good. Alright, so we can move on to the monologue. Yep. And oh boy, was this a good monologue. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the first of many things that uh, Kim Kardashian, just not a strong performer in uh, in what SNL needs from her, but uh, she is she has a she's able to give exactly what she needs to like she she is able to give exactly what she needs to make the sketch go forward, which is is it's it's something that a lot of hosts can't do. <laughs> yep, and it's great. You can tell that she had almost no input on the monologue. She was just mm -hmm. given a script to read. And she read it. Like mm -hmm. the, I, I, I can't stress enough how, how many people don't do this, don't like, <laughs> can't deliver a goddamn line. And she can. Uh, uh, reports were coming out before the before the show came on that she was putting in like twenty hour days getting ready for this. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, like uh, apparently she took it super seriously. Every all of the cast has posted about how like she was wonderful to work with and shit. And obviously, like Michael Che and Colin Joe definitely sat down and was like, "All right," like let it, handed her a fucking like monologue. Was like, "All right, redline any of the jokes you don't want," and then she probably did like one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was I came into this expecting someone to really, really, really half ass it, and uh, 
I mean, it, she didn't. She she put she put her all into it. And again, you know, the fact that this is not her job shows. But outside of that, I, it's 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 not really fair to expect her to perform like this is her job. That she did she did everything that anyone could have asked of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always I'm always of the opinion that the people who you think are going to be absolute dog shit at SNL will always perform better. Then just mm. because your expectations are so low that as long as they say, like, two funny things, uh, you're like, oh, cool, so the episode wasn't ruined. Yeah. It yeah. happened It happened. With like, the, you just need to... It happened with the oh, Elon yeah. Musk episode last season. Everyone was like, oh, it's going to be the worst thing ever, the worst thing ever. He came out, he delivered an average monologue where he made fun of himself, and then from there, it was, pre- it was like, decent. It wasn't the worst episode of the season. It wasn't the best. <laughs> yeah. I uh, still refuse to watch that one on principle, but I will take your word for it. <laughs> Alright, so after the monologue, we move into our first sketch, which is uh, the Aladdin sketch. Mm. Uh, one of the stronger sketches of the night. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised that like they picked this as the first sketch after the monologue, because it's just a rampant sex joke. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it was... The there was a lot of and this is this is going to be the tone of the night. Very unfocused sex joke too. Mm-hmm. There was some it was the, the way that they did the escalation was a little weird. Uh the end was just it wasn't even one long protracted dick joke. It was a series of small dick jokes that didn't fit together properly. But all in all, the running joke of every single character calling uh uh calling Aladdin small and uh, all of the ways in which he is made to feel small is a great running gag. Especially because, like, if you think about it, that's how it would go in actual Aladdin. If, like, Aladdin was in real life, everyone, <laughs> everyone would be calling him a street rat and shit. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and this was this was just a perfect role for Pete Davidson. He did a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked <laughs> Bowen as uh, the genie. I think that was also good casting. Yeah, he does yeah. like very he sarcastic. Did... Uh, gestures and tone perfectly. Just a weird cap on the end. He he was not given any good lines to deliver, but I think he was uh he was. And they, it's an easy joke with the use. Everybody uses the last ju- uh last wish to make their dick bigger, and it's a fun joke too. It just it was I don't know. Again, it it's just unfocused, and I didn't uh I I wish it could have been better because it could have been better. Yeah. Uh, and so, from there, we move to the first pre-tape of the night. Uh, we get Club Cory, uh, which oh, is, uh, it's the, it's the adult women going out mm, music video yeah. sketch. That's the name of the club that they go to. Okay, gotcha. Uh, all in all, for a music video, it felt a little lackluster to me. See, I'm on the opposite side of the court because usually the music videos feel lackluster to me, and I thought it had a it had a good joke, it hit the beats, and then it, it stopped. Mm-hmm. You see, I feel like the thing with it for me is I think that this is a perfect like sketch idea for the people who don't normally watch SNL but would be interested because Kim Kardashian is hosting. Fair. Uh, just because they're at the age now where... This is them if they go out to the club. So it's very like you know, comedy hits close to home. Yeah, no, I I agree. It's it's a it's it's a solid premise. And also, once again, even even those of us that are outside of the immediate demographic, <laughs> we get the joke. Like we know people that that would say this. It's a it's a it's a good bit. There's no and and it was well performed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I wish that instead of hitting the same joke two times each. Mm. They they either hit, like, six different jokes, or, I mean, eight different jokes might have been too much to give each yeah. person twice, but, like, six just different jokes about shit going wrong because you're old now. Yeah, yeah and they tried to. It, again, it's another unfocused bad escalation, but good overall conceit and well-performed, which, again, is going to be the whole night. <laughs> yeah. Listen, SNL... SNL has never been a good show when you watch it entirely. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fact. Yeah. 
it has there's a reason why originally they were called the not ready for prime time players <laughs> yep 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 the difference is, is everyone thinks oh, snl is really good when they were teenagers because when you go back and you watch the shit from when you were a teenager you only see the good sketches yep absolutely that that is the way it is but like there's every i mean you watch it because one night out of well, two three nights out of the season are excellent and oh, one yeah. sketch yeah usually one sketch a night always makes you laugh and it's still fun to watch a bunch of people having a good time as their job so like that's that's mm-hmm. hard to knock it uh, and people were loving it this episode. Everyone was. Mm. Everyone felt like they were having so much fun, too, which is a good I thing agree. to point out. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So after that, uh, we get back from commercial break for their Bachelorette part parody. Mm. I, listen, I, I don't know how many times I can say. <laughs> great, great idea, well performed, bad, un, unfocused, bad escalation. Like, can we talk? I don't. I I've only watched Bachelor in Paradise. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. I have not watched the actual. Ba- <laughs> I've not watched the actual Bachelor, but I am confused mm-hmm. in that in this sketch, there were enough roses or rose. You know, yes. there were enough roses yeah. to give to everybody. <laughs> This, uh, I want to do a rundown of this because I need to, the the joke of this one is that there was a that there's a uh, 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 it's the Bachelor um, Kim Kardashian is the the person that or it's the Bachelorette Kim Kardashian is the Bachelorette and then all of the dudes are really accomplished. I can, I can run I can run through because I have them all listed down. Oh please! So we have uh, Chase Crawford from Gossip Girl and the Boys. We have Tyler Cameron, who's just a model, and he was on he was on the actual Bachelorette. Mm, okay. Uh, we have Blake Griffin, who's a power forward for the Nets. Yep. <laughs> uh, just on just I'm just doing the males right now because there is also a special guest. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's Jesse Williams from Grey's Anatomy. There is Chris Rock, uh, famous SNL alumni, uh, mostly known for now Adam Sandler films. <laughs> uh, and WWE superstar and 16-time world champion John Cena, and then also Kyle Mooney Excuse. hanging out as Zeke. <laughs> as Zeke. Uh, but anyway, back to your point. So yes, uh, all of these incredibly accomplished, attractive people, um, and uh, she's going through all of them, and then there's Zeke who is this, like, weird, kind of goofy, kind of, like, like self, self, self-centered, self but, like, still kind of charming guy that's just bouncing around. And the whole joke the entire time, and it's a really solid joke, is that the this one weird doofus thinks that he's on the same level and has the <laughs> same chance as all of these incredibly accomplished, attractive people. That's the bit. We run through it. And, and like, that, it, that's solid. There are a couple of things that confuse it. And, again, they're all solid jokes, but it's unfocused. <laughs> so, like, as you said, there's a special guest. Um, as we get down to the uh, top three or bottom three, um, mm-hmm. uh, she says there was one... Uh, actually, there was one producer on the show that I really connected with. Amy, Amy S., please come to... And then Amy Schumer walks on, and then they, have, <laughs> they connect for a moment. Uh, again, solid bit, but that does mean in order for us to get down to two people so that we can have the punchline of the of the of the sketch, that does mean that we had enough roses to give to everyone, and we didn't acknowledge that, and that's kind of weird. You see, I find it, just... it I find it a little bit funny because there are a bunch of times in in like certain seasons, in like I watch my big reality TV show is Survivor. Mm, and so there are times in Survivor where they're like, no one's going home this week. So it could have been one yeah, of those like, that should have been a line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah obviously, I, listen, but like I'm then, but then you're, but like also we're really like nitpicking <laughs> these sketches at all times. On the yeah. base level, that's just something you think about. You go, oh, that's pretty funny. He lost to a producer. <laughs> he he yeah. shouldn't have gone but home. weird. <laughs> 
but it's weird placement of the joke then, because then it should have been like, if you wanted to do that as the joke, you should have done, uh, uh, you should have done the, uh, uh, a producer John. or a, yeah, a yeah, producer yeah. walks on and then says, actually, we, uh, we, this is a non-elimination week. You have one act, you have one additional one to hand out. And then frantically looking for someone that isn't Zeke, she turns to, uh, she turns to one of the producers. <laughs> yeah. Which that's a way to do it. But then again, it gets rid of part of this joke. It's unfocused is the word because there's so many bits and jokes that you want to do and they went for all of them. But when you go for all of them, you weaken all of them. Mm-hmm. And like, especially with, there was the hell pit at the end. I, it was just a weird, a weird yeah. that I, I didn't think worked. And then there's also the fact that John Cena thought he was going to lose to Zeke. So, and that makes, that's the question is the question uh, is the, is the point of the, is the, is the joke that Zeke is like, everybody in the sketch thinks Zeke is hot shit. And we, the audience don't think Zeke is hot shit. Or is the joke, Zeke thinks Zeke is hot shit, and everyone else knows he's not hot shit. I don't know. Everyone, it's just... everyone, everyone seemed to be getting along with him, and he was joshing around with everyone. So maybe, so maybe <laughs> it is like that dramatic irony of we know that Zeke's a fucking dweeb, and no one else does. It's true. It's true. It just, it's, I, I, this sketch was would have been the best sketch in the show if they didn't keep detracting from it with jokes that weren't on the. Mm-hmm. I on will, topic. I will say that this one feels like, uh, so normally when they have, uh, a guest who's known for being very attractive, uh, they will do a sketch in which, uh, Kyle Mooney or Mikey Day plays, uh, their husband, and they go, so, and, like, it's, like, the news or something comes up to them, and they're like, wait a second, so you're married to her? And the whole gimmick yep. is that you know, she's just married to this normal-looking fucking dude. And so this one felt like a swerve, where instead of picking Zeke at the end, Zeke actually, finally, finally the nerd gets put back into his place. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No, I, my, I've got no problems with that, and I do agree. This is much stronger than, uh, 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 uh <laughs> ugly. A regular person and a hot person, um, are associated with each other. And actually... There's going to be a note about this in the further in the, later on in the night, uh, but uh, like that is that's I I I think it was again a, a solid bit. It just it detracted too much from itself for me to for me to really enjoy it as much as I should have. But I was always laughing at Zeke. I was always laughing mm-hmm. at it. Was everyone did a great job? Yep. Uh, definitely, definitely a strong sketch. And if you just watch it to like laugh, you'll laugh. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that is one thing about like SNL in general. There's, it's hard not to have a good time watching SNL if you just want to laugh, and that's that's what you should be doing. You mm-hmm. should just be watching mm-hmm. the show and laughing. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing. You what shouldn't we're be doing. a miserable person that looks at the construction of a sketch and says, eh, "That was suboptimal." <laughs> the ordering of those those bits was not proper escalation. Ah. <laughs> uh. Alright, so after that we get our second pre-tape, which is The Switch. Uh, which just takes, like, the Freaky Friday, 13 going on 30, Prince and the Popper style story, where two characters switch lives, and then hijinks happens. Yeah. Uh, all in all, I mean, they really kind of, like, nailed it real fast to get there, which, like, you know, it's a sketch, obviously, just get there everyone understands the premise yeah and it was very very i was happy with how quickly they got to the premise because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of times even in this show they will like meander on that and it's like no we got it we, we want the jokes we, we've all we've all seen this <laughs> yeah. uh it was fine yeah it was a little mean um i hope ad bryant wrote it uh because I, not, definitely wrote a, it okay good <laughs> Because I did feel a lot like, I don't know, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if her life's life's this miserable. <laughs> uh, she definitely had a hand in writing. It if she didn't just write it all herself. Yeah, yeah. It's that's fair. There was a. I I think the ending was a really solid punchline. Um, and a, I think in a show, 
Especially in a night that's had a bunch of weak punchlines and uh, uh, SNL in general, which is famous for screwing up the final punchline. Really solid execution of this punch. I'm a big fan. But the fact that Kim slept with (laughs) her husband. Uh, No, also a good, a very good last line. But I just the fact. (laughs) Oh, damn. Just the uh, just the the bit where uh, where they all where they try to uh, switch back, uh, but the mother is holding the clock, uh, and so uh, eighty switches with the mother, and then she sends the mother to jail. <laughs> Take her to Just jail. <laughs> send her to jail. <laughs> my That's, favorite, uh, very good. My favorite part about that was the second I saw her holding it, my brain immediately went cool. So Kim's going to go back to her place, 80's going to be the mom, and the mom's going to be 80. It's just the immediate thought I had as a comedian. I was like, okay, this is what I would do to just lengthen it for like an extra two minutes. <laughs> or whatever. It's a, I didn't see it coming, and I'm happy I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if I did, I would have enjoyed it. It was just oh, yeah. it was very listen, good. Listen, there's nothing wrong with having my expectations be met perfectly. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So after the switch, we get Channel Seven News. Oh, oh, oh what a sketch, if, huh? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's it's hard. It's so hard. It's everything I love and everything I hate at the same time. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's it's weird. It's goofy. It's awkward. It's 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 it's, it's television being being screwed up by something weird it's and on and at the same time the escalation was non-existent until the end (laughs) (laughs) the bits the bits were that were uncomfortable and they were just like it not uncomfortable it was just the the joke they did the same joke four times and the only time it ever got more than the first first it was it was (laughs) I disagree that the, there was an escalation. It's subtle escalation, and like they start pretty, they start pretty high up, so it's hard to escalate. Yeah. But yeah, it's true. So, so for the gimmick of uh, of this sketch is basically that they're doing the Powerball numbers, and the numbers keep getting fucked up. So first yeah. Powerball we get, it's like three, four, seven, and the letter J. <laughs> And the best part of this is Kim and uh, Cecily just no-selling the fact that these are random fucking occurrences. It's very Swarovski crystal. It's <laughs> it's very it's leaning into the Swarovski crystal angle to like on a on a lot of a lot of levels. <laughs> Could you explain? I don't know what the Swarovski crystal is. So. Oh, okay. So there's been a running joke, or there was a running joke, um, for a couple years on SNL, like. A couple years back, uh, where there were uh, uh, these two presenters, um, and they were like uh, they were they were uh, they were dressed up in in dresses, and they had like uh, uh, fancy jewelry, and uh, they were I think one of them was was I, I I'm not great with SNL cast members, so I can't tell you who was who, and I think one was always the guest, um, but the whole the whole gimmick was. Um, they were just sitting there and they were posing and they were they were hired models but they were they were they didn't know how to like say what they were saying and they didn't even know the like name of the thing that they were pitching so they were like Swarovski crystals and then they would like <laughs> say some weird line improperly and that was the running gag and this was very much in line with that yeah especially because it's it's an easy to poke fun at the power at the lotto girls from who do the uh, lotto pulls. But also, it's that droning voice from each time, yep. and each time that it cuts back to them, it's you can tell that their bra- that like their brains are broken even more. <laughs> yep, yep. So it starts. So it starts with the letter J shows up at the last, where it's like, okay, that's weird. Let's cut to double Powerball, and that one uh, four thousand shows up blank, and the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> yep. So that's so that's a little bit of an escalation. Now three numbers are fucked up. We go back. Yeah. We go back to the original one, and we get uh, meatball, meatball bread. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. I think I think my only well, the, yes. It, it's this is all good. We go uh, back to double Powerball. We get 
uh, phone keys, wallet, condoms. And then yeah. we and then we see the repairman try to fix the tube machine. Cut again, and we get ID card, mustache, finger, blood. Yep. Uh, so I feel like there was like obviously it starts at like a certain level, and it can only go so high. Yeah. At that point, but there was distinct escalation throughout the sketch. No, you're very right. You're very right. It it was still awkward and felt a little monotonous, especially between uh, the meatball sub and the things from the newscaster's mm-hmm. room. Uh, but uh, it was. Uh, you are right that it, it did escalate. There's there's a lot to love in this one. I I hate that I don't love it as much as I should because <laughs> this is all this is all so much my alley. Uh, and the end the the that that last one with. Uh, the guy getting caught in the machine and then his parts being taken <laughs> as the lotto numbers. Perfect. Also, great that Diana Ross won the lottery. Good for her. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I really I really hope that she was sitting at that desk the entire time for the live audience. <laughs> that was, I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Oh, oh, no. I think this is one of the strongest sketches of the night, just because it does have that escalation, though it is limited in scope. And also just the quick lines by Chris Red updating the scores. <laughs> yeah, I wish he did more with the scores. I wanted more from Chris Red because mm-hmm. his again, a little bit monotonous where it was just this person zero, this person one. I I don't know if they could have given more to his character or he was even more fr- so the gimmick with his character is that his uh um he's uh he is a sports person and he is not given the sports scores. Well, and not, so he's, he's only- just He's only not he's only given, given the babies. No, he's only not given baseball and football, which at least up here, like up here in Boston right now, when I have because I sometimes watch the local news that leads into SNL. Yeah. Uh, the sports guy never talks about real sports on their local <laughs> cha- on the local channel. It's always like UConn bas UConn women's basketball. <laughs> All right, maybe it's just a local access thing then. I don't know. I don't even watch. I don't watch TV. Or God, it sounded fucking haughty. I don't. I don't pay for a cable bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. It's uh, I I still wanted more from him. I think mm-hmm. I think there was a lot to explore with him, and they didn't give him enough uh, enough to play with. Maybe if they cut one of the power balls and they gave him something more. I don't know. But the point being, I agree. I really liked it. Um, I was frustrated, but I, that's probably just because I'm a sourpuss. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, what's listen if we just liked everything, we wouldn't have a show. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, so next up is uh, Halsey. Uh, they performed, I called the song Martyr, because I feel like that's a powerful name for that song. I'm not sure, sure what it's, um, it might, straight up, it honestly might be called I Am Not a Woman, I'm a God. Which, also, honestly, also an exceptional name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed that performance. Me too, me too. I, I liked I, her. Her get-up was cool. Um, the song was solid. Uh, the, uh, the, the set was cool. The thing that they were projecting on the set was cool. Um, she looked like she was having a really great time. It's just, it's mm-hmm. all the things I need from these performances. Yeah, I loved when they... Uh... Started just screaming into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on all quality song, definitely got the crowd hyped for update. Oh, uh, do they go by they? By the way, she is... they. So we're we're both correct, and gotcha. we hit both of them. <laughs> okay, I know. I just want to make sure that I wasn't. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, so next up, update. Uh, quality update as always. I. Love, can I just say I love the here's a picture of Mitch McConnell and it's him like smiling it didn't like seeing something horrific <laughs> yep. every time yep. that that joke comes I laugh it's just it's, so yeah. perfect it's I mean it's simple it's simple here's, <laughs> here's a guy that's only brought pain to the world we're going to describe him as someone that only brings pain to the world in a comical way like I you know, it's not all. It doesn't need to be fucking literary references every day. Like, <laughs> yep. Some, some. Listen, 
it's it's a lot. It's in the same vein as the fish in the blender sketch. Absolutely. Just, like, just actually, the- I say literary references. I have, I've. It's been a long time since I've seen a literary reference in anything that I didn't find up its own ass. <laughs> yeah, those people who fucking read. <laughs> oh. Uh. So, uh, first, our first guest, our first guest is uh, Terry Fink. Uh, played by Alex Moffat. Uh, Jost is the one who gets to introduce and talk to him. Uh, and Terry yep. Fink's entire gimmick is that he has taken a lot of LSD when he watched these movies to review. <laughs> it's it good bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think... It's a little... Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Uh, a little uncomfortable. Um, I don't know. If we... Maybe I... I don't know. When the joke is ha-ha drugs, I think it needs more than that. Um, but his delivery of it was... And again, a whole night. His del- the, the jokes were off. The delivery was great. I don't like... If that's that's my... I, I need to stop saying it, but that's that's the that's going to be the, the word of the day. Mm-hmm. My favorite bits were... Um, was when he said vibrating plaid. Mm, I think yes. that that's just a great... <laughs> Just a great term. Uh, and that Paw Patrol was an ode to fascism. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's such like a niche reference to some internet humor. <laughs> yep. And it's not like it's not like the meme references in the beginning. This is this is casually referencing a meme that if you don't get the meme still works as a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if the joke is this guy said something absurd. Or uh, yeah, hey, it's kind of weird. <laughs> the police dog is in every episode of Paw Patrol, even though there's no need for a police dog in any situation in Paw Patrol. Hmm. If the, here's my here's my thing that we're uh, we're not going to get to. <laughs> uh, if <laughs> at the end of the show you'll hear my Paw Patrol characters tier list. That's we're gonna save that for a Paw Patrol podcast. That's Paw Patrol <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to a podcast near you. Uh, uh fucking my. I think the best part though was, and you could tell that he's probably done acid before because of what he because <laughs> of what he did was after he tried to catch Colin with the hummingbird. Yes. He did. Th- he just like kind of stood, stared forward for like a little bit, just thinking into his. You could tell that he was almost caught in an entire thought loop, and then he just kind of, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> See that's the that was the thing. Like you're, you're absolutely right. He, you could tell that he'd done acid because that was on point. But you could tell that the writer of the sketch did not do acid because all of the things were about weird, crazy visuals that were a little too much. For except him. except for the, we'll have you shouting a cab in a theater until it's oh, quietly yes, evacuated. That is absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely getting lost in it and starting to shout something because you didn't realize you were in a movie theater. Absolutely. It's just the 10-foot-tall version of your own mother hitting you with something that's like, I I'm, I don't know if you quite understand what we're doing. <laughs> my, uh, and then my favorite was after, after Joe's ends the segment, he just leans in. I don't trust the vaccine. <laughs> I don't know if you caught it, but that was I, I heard I that and I I was like, oh, perfect. I think like, I don't trust it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, excellent. Oh, uh, Michael Che crushes a quality New York police are bad joke because yep, New York police absolutely. are bad. <laughs> Who'd have known? Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? Besides anyone who's dealt with them. <laughs> You could also just take the New York out from the beginning, mm-hmm, and true. You, you'd be right a lot of the time. Uh, also, another classic Jost is racist joke. <laughs> With his Nazi just... grandma coming back. <laughs> if you're watching this, grandma, go to bed. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really solid bit. I love the recurring Weekend Update bits. Um... Memeing on Colin Jost, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is that makes me happy about it, but I'm always happy to see it. I think it's I think it's just because he really is he really does feel like the epitome of white privilege. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess he's, it is. he's Harvard educated, head oh, writer God, of S- <laughs> head writer of SNL, married to Scarlett Johansson, and just had a kid with her. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Hmm. 
Oh, jeez. But uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good bit. I would like to talk to you about a person that I think only I liked. Kelly Party. I liked Kelly Party. I a loved lot. Kelly Party. Okay, cool. Kelly Party. Uh, I mean, Heidi Heidi consistently comes up with the wildest fucking characters I've ever seen and forces Michael Che to interact with them. <laughs> My other my other favorite was every every boxer wife in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see that. Oh, that one that one's a quality one too. It, her entire like eighties self help gimmick for Kelly Party is so fantastic. Well, it's it's more modern than than eighties because it's this whole it's this whole like it's setting goals and if you don't reach them, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, but did you see the way that she was dressed in her hair? Oh, absolutely. No, you're right on that. Oh, uh, just and the and there, there's something absolutely beautiful about her having this this line that she was supposed I don't even remember what it was, but she was trying to deliver it and it wasn't really good and the audience wasn't taking it and she was like Michael Shea sucks. Play the song again. And she played it and everybody started cheering. And it's just like that's how you save a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite part was when she started going. Lauren, play my like Lauren's the, like Lauren Michaels is the guy in the fucking back pressing the button to play the song. Oh. <laughs> it was just, she just she came at it. I don't even know if it was a good character or not a good. Well, it was a good character because she did it. Like she she sold us this amazing. I just I can't. I love I loved it so much. <laughs> What a time. What a time. What a time. I'm really glad because I thought I was going to have to defend her. Oh, no, no, dude. <laughs> oh, Kelly fucking Ford. All right. Next we got uh, The People's Court. That's court with a K. Yep. Starring Kim Kardashian I... as Courtney Kardashian. That's right. <laughs> I can't be mad at this sketch. Yeah, listen, listen. It was exactly, it was exactly what people who tuned in... To see Kim Kardashian wanted. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't understand a single reference, and I do think it fell down in that because I know SNL is capable of communicating characters without you needing to see the source material. That's kind of their thing, and they didn't do that in this. But I can't give them. I can't take too much away from them because I mean, like the best line in the monologue. Uh, I've got I've got 300, 300 million viewers every night, and this uh, SNL has what ten million, so this is going to be a nice cozy night for me. Like I'm in, I understand. I this wasn't made for me, and I need to accept that. Like that's mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, I will say that I always I always love Pete playing Machine Gun Kelly because they are very good friends in real life. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, they are. V- my uh, Machine Gun Kelly performed last season, and right at goodbyes, you see him and like Pete start to wrestle a little bit, and Machine Gun Kelly tries to pick up Pete, and they both just tumble over off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, for like for like five minutes after after it happened when the show went off the air, I was like, did Pete did Machine Gun Kelly get hurt? Because they like fell and then it cut. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, second OJ reference of the night. Yeah, it is weird how they do these references in twos. Well, actually, it is hard not to reference OJ <laughs> when... Uh... Yeah, just like just like Owen Wilson, it's hard not to reference cars. It's one of his biggest... <laughs> I, I feel like it also... I feel like it might be just... It's easy if you're going to have a sketch that's going to mention something and it might not be completely known to everyone... Like, I didn't know Owen Wilson was the voice of Lightning McQueen until that episode. Really? I don't I don't yeah. pay attention to voice actors. Fair enough. Uh, fucking, so they touch on it in the monologue, so that way when it comes up later, they don't have to do the legwork explaining. Yeah. Uh, yep. So then we get uh, the third pre-tape, which is from uh, the Please Don't Destroy... Sketch group? Is that... So I'm I'm curious. I got a vibe, and I could be wrong. 
that the Please Don't Destroy, Destroy sketch group um, is just three of the writers, um, and they have a sketch group on the side. Is that the... So, so I could... I, I haven't done the research. Okay. I could be wrong, but I do remember that SNL picked up a couple writers who were in a sketch group together. Okay. And so I think that Please Don't Destroy might... Because they, they picked up one or two. Because they, they added, like, ten writers this year. Okay. So, like, three of them, I think, were, like, a, a, like a YouTube sketch group, Please Don't Destroy, that they just were like, you're going to write for us, and if you come up with a good sketch and film it, we'll put it on. Kind of like what Lonely Island was. Yeah, I, I just checked the news, and it said, uh, meet Please Don't Destroy, uh, the newest heir to Lonely Island or something like that. So, yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on board now. Yeah. Uh, great sketch. Great. Yeah, my... <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's everything I love. It's weird stuff. It's, I mean, you can tell that this was a sketch made by and for the writers because all of my complaints about set, set com, uh, 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 joke composition and all that were completely answered by this. They were, they just, just, and again, I, I hate, I hate that, uh, that I always do this where my, my sketch of the night is just the tightest put together, but I mean, here it that is again. Should, I mean, realistically, Probably should always be sketch of the night, right? Because it'll be no the sketch best of the night sketch. should be the one that makes me feel the most joy. Does this one not it make you feel some... joy? <laughs> it, I, you're right. I, I guess, I guess, I guess. I, I, I don't know why I don't want to like it, even though it's my favorite. But it is my favorite. <laughs> you know what it reminds me a lot of? What do you remember the? Do you remember Derek comedy? Derek comedy. I it don't had think jo- so. it had childish Gambino in it. Okay, I, then I should before, watch it. Before he was before he was on Community, I believe he was in the sketch group called I believe oh, it's cool. Derek Comedy. They had the uh, the sketch Malk. Oh, I do know Malk. Mm-hmm. I do know it is very. They Malk. have so there's another sketch. Now that I'm actually like really thinking back to when I was watching those sketches and stuff, there's another sketch group I think that does hot Kool Aid. Hot Kool Aid. Which gives me very similar vibes to this sketch. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, it's a lot is... of it's a lot of just we're yelling at each other. Please just try it. Please just try it. And then they try it, and it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's very. It's also just very, very, very improv in in the way that like person shows up there everything's regular somebody brings up a weird thing we interrogate the weird thing we follow the weird thing to its logical conclusion and then we find a button and then we end it it's just it's yep. very it's so it's we the, tag and, we, we tag it up by bringing in that we don't like your girlfriend and we don't dog you about it <laughs> <laughs> it's just like uh beautiful beautiful and it's the the time when he pulls the belt buckle out of his mouth because their <laughs> their belts flavored that oh. sometimes listen sometimes the buckle comes in that's the problem with the JCPs that's right <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's it's what what's the word that uh, what's the word that we used uh, wonderful mm-hmm. it's <laughs> it's what you they they found something that was wonderful and they played with it and that was it's just a joy to watch <sighs> Ugh. gotta love that one. Can't say enough good things about that one. All right, so then we get uh, Halsey and Lindsay Buckingham. Uh, this was a much different style. I mean, I've also listened, never listened to Halsey. Yeah, me either. So these were my first two song introduction to them. Uh, it sounded kind of like a Taylor Swift song. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure, I'm sure artists hate when people do this, where they're like, no, this just sounds like someone else was, like, doing it. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what it sounded like to me. Maybe it's just because Lindsey Buckingham was on guitar and it was acoustic. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe. I'm, I agree. It, it, it sounded like it, it has a... I mean, there's a, there's a certain, like, pop, folk mm-hmm. angle that, that Taylor Swift does a lot that ends up that a, a lot of people like uh, people like the sound of it so it's a big niche uh and so yeah, it does end up being that uh i liked it i liked i liked the i think i think halsey did some uh, pretty pretty quality uh uh like get ups um the, the cool set came back and i thought the cool set was cool mm-hmm. uh 
I really, really liked when they uh, 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 did the, uh, 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 like, ladies and gentlemen, whoever, the Lindsey Buckingham. I, I just, I, I'm always, sure that's uh, something I'll, that everyone always does, but I, it, it's, it's just human. It's just humility. You know, I, I, I like. you know who Lindsey Buckingham is, right? I do not. Oh, he's the guitarist for Fleetwood Mac. Oh, I like Fleetwood he's, Mac. He's the one who could go his own way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this is why this is this is very much out of my wheelhouse. Music is one of those things that I am able to look at things and go, ah, I like that. <laughs> I listened to the song and it made me smile. I will cease my understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh so after that we get uh ten minutes to one sketch. A classic in the SNL world. Uh, this yep. one is Skims for dogs. So Skims is, I assume, uh, Kim Kardashian's underwear company. Yeah. Uh, and the entire gimmick is that since they've done so well, uh, so well with the human market, they're moving into the dog market to get to accentuate their curves. Yeah. I I love when SNL does a dog sketch. SNL does a dog sketch. Always in the ten minutes to one time slot, just in case the dogs don't work out. <laughs> There's a famous one where uh, Cecily Strong is playing, is doing a courtroom character, but it's like a doggy courtroom. <laughs> she just has a dog licking her face the, as she's saying lines, trying to oh, get it out. <laughs> that's wonderful. These were very well trained dogs, though. Oh, absolutely. Only one of them licked a face. And that was, it was, it only makes the sketch better. Mm -hmm. And this was a sketch that I didn't really like. So that, that part with the dog licking was, was very, very special to me. Mm Mm-hmm. It felt, it felt like mate, there might've been like, game might've been like, hey, can we do a sketch about this as like brand promotion also? Mm. Because SNL is no stranger to that. Yeah. It was. That makes sense. Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't really. Anything to write home about. <laughs> yeah. I think this one probably had the laziest idea also out of all the sketches. Like, even the it idea did. itself, like, you, there's not a lot of mileage in it. Not even a dog penis joke could save this. Especially because it's about female dogs, because her underwear company is for females. <laughs> yeah. Was, I, did, it, I, I did think it was funny that they did not put a poop hole in it. It is yes no that was that was the best joke actually the best joke was <laughs> because ew get your mind out of the gutter and you're just like no you need to understand no, no. this is a practical concern <laughs> I beg of you oh <laughs> all right so uh, sketch of the night you're going with yeah it's got it's got to be uh, it's got to be uh, uh, J C Penny uh, hard seltzer. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Channel 7 News. Okay. I, I, That's... I, it wasn't going to be my sketch of the night. In fact, like, even watching it the second time with you as I'm going through it, I'm like, man, I'm not sure if I really have, like, a favorite sketch yet. <laughs> it was yeah. going to be The Bachelor, but we kind of talked, but we talked ourselves out of it. So halfway through, I'm like, I don't know. And then I talked myself into Channel 7, luckily. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, you talked me... <laughs> Yeah, I, I talked myself into a lateral appreciation for The Bachelor. I, I, I still, I love, that one could have been sketch of the night if it, it only, the only reason I didn't like it as much as I did is because it could have been better and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you did talk me into liking uh, Channel 7 a lot more than I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now we've got the offensive player of the week. Uh, um, let me pull up the cast list. Uh, it's gonna be Heidi Gardner for me. Yeah, um, I was gonna say probably the same. It's yeah, it's either Heidi Gardner or Kyle Mooney for Zeke. <laughs> God, Zeke, what a good delivery, what a, Zeke. Yeah, Zeke was perfect delivery, but I think Kelly Party is just so ah. Uh, Kelly Party, <laughs> and also Kelly Party was not her only role that night. She mm-hmm. she only did good things after that. But but Kelly Party was. You're right. Mm-hmm. Kelly Party's like the the obvious peace day resistance. Absolutely. Uh, and then for defensive player of the night, 
I'm going to go with Keenan. Keenan provided some solid structure. Uh, he provided the most structure for Skims because he provided the only good line of keep your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> yep, that's true. Uh, he's the reason Channel 7 managed to work so well because him as a newscaster just always works, and him and 80 have a good chemistry for that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what about for you? For me, uh, and I think this is going to be a recurring theme. It's going to be the host again. It's going to be a. Uh, it's going to be a. Uh, 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 oh my god! You got this. Don't worry. We we only said her <laughs> name a couple times. <laughs> That's why I know, but she's one of the most famous people in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, I'll I'll sit here in this. <laughs> Kim Kardashian West. Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> uh, Kim Kardashian West. Uh, uh, the. Uh, I I have tremendous respect for a host that shows up and doesn't ruin the sketches. Uh, they, they, she, she showed up. She was in the sketches. She was present. She had lines. She delivered the lines. She, there was no lagging. She, she, she did not drag anything down, even when she wasn't the best singer in the music video or when she didn't have a lot of emotion in a bunch of lines that she was supposed to have emotion in. She, she, she had lines. She delivered them. And she she had jokes and she delivered jokes. I mean, I there's I got I've got nothing but respect for what she did. So mm-hmm. I. Yep. Listen. It, sometimes she'll take that's, sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, it's, I, I I give more points to a player that could have that could have thrown everything away, but ended up holding <laughs> their own than I do for a character that shows up all the time. Listen, that's the whole point of defensive player. They defended the sketch. Absolutely. All right, so that's everything for this episode of Sketch and Review. Tune in next week where we'll be talking about Rami Malik and Young Thug. So, Aww. I mean, that'll be. Is, do you know? Does Rami Malik have like a movie coming out or something? I'm not sure, but is oh he, yes, no, he's in he No in Time Doom? to Die. Oh, he's in No he's Time. He's the bad guy in No Time to Die. Okay, but uh, I'm I'm always there for uh, for uh, superstar Rami Tsunami. <laughs> what is that? What? Oh yeah, it's from a it's from a. I wish I could promo the thing I just referenced, but I don't remember. <laughs> oh, I think it's called "Other Things I Like" by Robbie Malik. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah. So tune in next week. We'll be same place, same time. Uh, until then, uh, continue to watch SNL. Continue to support local comedy. Continue to watch SNL. Continue to support local comedy, and have a good day. <laughs>